0: Well, hello, and welcome to the Deep Fried Preacher podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything from the gospel, guns, and everything deep fried. I'm Lee Fahler, your host, and sitting with me today is Mr. Tyler Tharp of Synergy Shooting Solutions. Tyler, thank you so much for coming on and, and just sitting down with us today. We've got a great um, lineup ahead for us just to talk about um, ha- and everything from how we met, to basic training for new shooters. And then, of course, we're probably going to wind up talking about some deep-fried things along the way. <laughs> so, Tyler, thank you so much for, for coming on and being a part of this. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you having me. Uh, it's definitely going to be a, a good show. I'm looking forward to what we're going to go over. So, Tyler, um, and just to tell our listeners just a little bit about how we met, the, Tyler and I go back a, a little bit. Um, we've known of each other. Um, we knew of each other for a while, just through gun co- the gun community and, and through different friends. And I actually had the opportunity, not um, not not too many years ago, um, to drive out to Tyler's Range, and man, we just had a great day of uh, instructing, um, and we got to talk about everything, thing from guns to um, Glocks to AR-15s to our faith. And man, we just had a great time. Tyler and I just really started a good friendship from that day. And uh, from that day forward, I've got to see Tyler do amazing things in his walk with Christ and um, in the gun community, especially with the launching of, of Synergy Shooting Solutions. So um, what better way for, for us to have um, for, for the Deep Fried Preacher podcast than to have Tyler on just to talk about some of the latest things going on um, and how we as listeners can be better trained better prepared um for um for everyday for everyday occurrences um how we can be trained how we can be prepared so tyler man just to start off um we're going to work our way through some questions but sure. um what got you into shooting well of course growing up in the south
1: you know it's 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 our culture i mean it's 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 what you do you go hunting you fishing shoot for fun Uh, guns are guns are like fried chicken amen it's it's just uh (laughs) it's it's who we are uh you know I grew up with my grandpa hunting fishing if we weren't in the woods or on the on the Mississippi River I grew up in Vicksburg uh we were working uh doing doing whatever building deer stands Uh, and so my grandpa got me my first deer rifle when I was six years old Uh, and of course that you know none of that really is relevant to how I shoot now in the competition, defensive side of things. But of course it did kind of start me out with my, my love of guns. I've always been extremely accurate and just picked it up so easily and naturally. Uh, I did a very, very short amount of time in the army. Didn't really learn a whole lot about shooting there, but I did come out with a expert, uh, uh Mark's expert in pistol. And so from then I decided to pick up more on pistol stuff got out of the army, got in with the, uh, with the competition crowd. Um, my mom saw me do really good with it. And so she bought me a Glock 34 as a present one day, which for those of you who don't know, a Glock 34 is basically just a, it looks like a normal Glock just has a longer slide. And so, uh, I've been shooting competition since then. Uh, I've got to be around Rodney May a lot, which is my mom's husband. Rodney May's been in the, uh, Teaching and instructing industry, competition industry, been a grandmaster since I think uh, like late 90s or so. But uh, I've had a chance to train with him. I loved loved the teaching aspect. It it just became something I really loved doing. I was a math tutor for a long time, so teaching and conveying knowledge is something I enjoy. And I was like, we know what, I want to blend guns and teaching together really, really Soaked in what Rodney taught me, and then started looking into other instructors, and I've just done a ton of research, watching, learning, practicing, and uh, just it's just I found my niche, I found my calling mm-hmm. and here I am.
0: I think that's so cool. How, how you said that you were a math tutor, mm-hmm. and yep. I I know that that a lot of times you'll take your your gun, your your precision, um, semi-automatic build, mm-hmm. and you'll hit shots out to a thousand frequently with it yeah and and that's that just goes to show us friends tyler has found a way to weaponize math (laughs)
1: yeah i'm not as good at the long range as i am with uh you know intermediate and close-up stuff with carbines and pistols but it's i mean it's still something i absolutely enjoy Uh, i did have the opportunity of going out with rodney one evening on a one mile private lane down in Florida. And I was able to get three out of five hits on an iron maiden at sixteen hundred meters, which is just shy of a mile, um, with a three hundred eight. Now, of course, that's impractical for anybody that understands ballistics, and and just you know, it was more so luck. <laughs> but it was still really cool to make a, a three hundred eight ring steel at sixteen hundred. Um, it, it was a
0: fun experience. Wow, yeah, and and just you know, I'm the same way with growing up around guns. And when I was when I was growing up, you know, that was just it was just what we did. Right. Um, everything from going out squirrel hunting with mm-hmm. a, a with a twenty two to rabbit hunting with a four ten or a twenty gauge sure. or yeah. you know, deer hunting and or taking, you know, the uh BB gun out to the pond or taking a twenty two revolver fishing with you in case you saw a, a cotton mouth or something. It was just part yeah. mm-hmm. of of what we of what we did. Um and, and now um with with the need just for for protection in with, when it for our everyday lives, um, it, it's important for people to, you know, to not to carry, but to know what they're doing with what they're carrying. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, carrying a gun is is not even half the battle. I mean, it's 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 a very small percentage. It's it's all your mentality, your training, your preparedness. Um, you're you're only as good as. The amount of training and preparedness you've put into yourself. Uh, a lot of people have a false sense of security just by going and getting their firearms permit and strapping on a gun. I mean, that's that's not it. I mean, mm-hmm. There's so much more uh, to this puzzle than than buying a gun and
0: getting a car with your with your face on it. Absolutely, absolutely. So going going <clears throat> on from that, as we've talked uh, about that, um, Tyler, just talk for for some of us that. Maybe some of our listeners have um, gone to say Magnolia Range, mm-hmm. and um, maybe some of our listeners have uh, been flipping through the channels, and they'd get to the outdoor channel, and they'd see. Uh, I believe it used to be maybe on like Sunday nights where they would do um, where where they would do just specials on competitive shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally, I used to watch um, like I, I guess it was USPS uh, USPSA. Yeah, they did a little oh, bit of highlighting
1: know. on like nationals, uh, a lot of the national events. But they also remember they had that Top Shot as well. Yes, well, like kind of like forged oh, yes. and fire, but with guns. Oh yes, yes, remember, yes. yep. You remember when Jerry Mitchell was out there, the world mm-hmm. world known uh, super fast revolver shooter? Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a lot of. He was on there a couple times actually, but yeah. So there's a little bit. There's a there's
0: a very little bit of exposure on TV, but yeah. So, <clears throat> for someone that may that that maybe has seen that on TV or for the folks out there that they don't have a clue about competitive shooting, mm-hmm. just talk to us for a little bit. Well, like what fires you up the most about the competitive shooting that you do?
1: Honestly it's 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 the people. Um it's a it's you know how people are with football, especially yes. down there in the SEC? Yes. Imagine that with guns but without rivalries, <laughs> I mean there are some rivalries, but it, it's it's so light, it's so light and far between. That it's not like anything like football. So th- think of all the pros of of football, mm-hmm. and then that's 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 the shooting sports, the camaraderie, the the fact that you can go all around the nation and and shoot different types of of. Uh, of arenas, so to speak, um, you can go shoot a, a match in an indoor range or an outdoor range. You know, you might go to a range that was just recently flooded or one that is a desert, like out in mm-hmm. the Vegas, and then you can go one that's indoors and you're running around on uh, like slick concrete. It's it's there's so many different aspects. it's always different. It's always evolving. It's never not fun for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and what's been so cool for me, I, I've not shot any matches. Um, I think there was one one day that I was signed up and i was going um to come shoot a match and it it got rained out that day or something Mm. but it was so neat because i reached out to you and several other guys um and they were and it was so neat to see how how the gun community was like um you you just come be a part and Hey, Lee don't even worry about having all the gear. Right. Um we'll we'll help we'll you, all right? you. You need you need mag pouches. Hey, we we got you, you can use mine. Come exactly. come squad with me. And I think that's something that, that you don't see today. You know, the gun culture gets such a bad rap, you know. Mm-hmm. Um the, the liberal media wants to paint us all as as hillbilly disaster preppers who, <laughs> you know, are are just right. walking around with our Um, militia garb on that we got from the from the milsurp store and you know we're just just there waiting to waiting for a government takeover or something and and but but it's really the gun community is the most one of the most awesome groups of people that i've met Um, they are really there Mm -hmm. to to help you to help you out any way you can um and and in the same way that um, that they were that way to me. I try to be that way because you you don't talk to me for five minutes without realizing that I that I'm a gun guy that I like that oh, sure. <laughs> I like guns. Um, and it's amazing to me how many people will come up to me and say, "Look, what kind of gun do I need to buy?" And I'm very quick to tell them, "Look, come look, just come to the range with me and and I'll bring, I'll bring I'll yeah. bring what I've got and anything I've got. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're welcome to exactly. shoot everything from a." Revolver to a rifle to a shotgun to a um, semi-automatic. What what have you? Um, the gun community is a a, a close knit group of people mm-hmm. who honestly we just we just want to see our freedom protected, I'll and we want to see people um take measures to protect themselves. So, yeah. um, so with that, Tyler, you've been you've been training people for uh, a long time, and I've I've been around different people who. Who um, do do what you do, and I, I can just tell you, man the the time that you and I spent together in mm-hmm. in Vicksburg, I got more more out of of those four hours yeah, four with hours. you yep. um than than I had in in countless days and weeks of of just practicing on, on by myself. Right. Um, and the advice was so good, but man, there's a lot of of people in the gun community and sadly there's a lot of of trainers out there who who just give bad advice yes. to, to first time shooters right. to first time carriers mm-hmm. everybody from a trainer to lord have mercy the the person working the gun counter at academy or at a yeah. big box store right I thought it would be fun for us to talk um for a moment about just some of the Worst advice that you've heard someone give a new shooter? Or maybe someone looking to buy the gun for the first time?
1: Man, there's so much, it's hard to pick a a number one spot. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean, there's, I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go with the undying uh, ordeal of gun counter people. Or you know, uh, just men in general thinking that females can't handle semi-automatics and uh, only advising women to have a a, a thirty-eight special revolver, mm, snub
0: nose, right, hammerless. With,
1: with, well, yeah. Oh my God, when people say hammerless, it drives me nuts too because uh, it's a revolver. It has to have a hammer. It's just it doesn't That's have a spur an internal. on it. It's either bobbed or internal, but it's no such thing as a hammerless. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, I could talk about this all day, but anyway. Uh, first and foremost, revolvers do in and uh, you know uh, the problem with revolvers jamming is typically when a, a primer backs out or something like that, it's going to lock up the cylinder, and you're mm. completely down. There's no remedial action to fix a jam, quote unquote, in your revolver. Like there's a semi-automatic, there's quick remedial action to fix a semi-automatic to get it back going. Not mm. so much for a revolver, and, and then
0: clear the malfunction. I and mean, and tap that, and exactly. There's and... there's
1: no tap rack, tap roll rack, uh, tap rack roll with a with a revolver, but. And and my own personal experience, I remember when I was 18 years old. Remember that 22 revolver you said you carried around for mm. the copperheads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the one I had blew up in my face because the cylinder came untied. Whoa. Yep. Uh, when it when I pulled the trigger, the only thing left in my hand was the actual handle. Uh, all the pieces were scattered around the uh, ground. Luckily, I, I didn't sustain any type of injuries, especially to my eyes, because I, I remember not having any eye pro on because I was a dumb kid back then. <laughs> but um, but yeah, guys, uh, revolvers are not the answer for everything. Stop trying to make them be. Um, other bad advice is uh, leaving guns in vehicles. Mm. That's that's not a good thing either. Because think about it: if 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 a criminal steals your gun, now they're gonna go do bad things with that gun. I mean, you basically just helped make the next killing or armed mm. robbery or whatever. Mm. So, so stop leaving guns unattended. Um, I'm a big
0: proponent of keeping your gun on you. On-body carry is best carry. Yes, yes. And and I think that's one thing, and we didn't talk about going into this, but it's going to lend itself so well. With Mississippi now being a constitutional carry state, there are scores and scores Mm -hmm. of of women who have probably been doing it for years anyway, but now they are are carrying their, their gun in their purse. And we right. have scores and scores of men mm-hmm. who tell women, you know, oh, we'll just leave this in your purse. Right. Well, first of all, I've seen my wife's purse. Mm-hmm. And if something ever happened to her, mm-hmm. there is absolutely no way on God's green earth mm-hmm. that she is going to be able to get into her mm-hmm. purse and get that gun, get her hand on the gun right. and utilize it. Second of all, if someone steals her purse, and then she's oh, without it, now she's without her right. gun. Own be own body carry, and there's so many, there's so many good ways. People say, "Well, I don't want to carry my gun because mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable." There are so many good ways to carry a gun now right. that you barely know that it's there. Exactly everything from Tyler, you make some jam up holsters, man, some great. Right. Holsters, but you know, and then you have. I'm, I'm thinking like your crossbreed holsters, your Alien Gear holsters, mm. your, and then for for ladies, there there's all kinds of different. Yeah, like the holsters the, the, that just the, go with just anything.
1: Yeah, so my biggest thing for the ladies, uh, if you have to carry in a purse, get a purse that has a pocket meant for mm-hmm. a gun, and that's it. Don't put anything else in the in the pocket because mm-hmm. your keys or whatever you jam it up the trigger guard, and boom, that's no good. Uh, if you, if you just have to carry a purse, do that, Mm -hmm. um, and carry it on your weak side so that you can draw efficiently and then practice it. Mm -hmm. All right. Put it, they even make gun specific carrying, uh, uh, purses Mm -hmm. and they're pretty fashionable. Don't worry. You're not going to get your Gucci or Levant Louis Vuitton or anything like that, but you know, they look good. Uh, I mean, there's other options. There's belly band, uh, holsters that, you know, fit. Tightly to you for people that jog and run. I don't know why you do, but uh, <laughs> that's why I carry a gun. So I don't have to run. Exactly, but no, they make sports bras with gun with a way of carrying a gun and things like. That. There's so many good opp- uh, I mean, uh, options out there for you to do it incorrectly. If you're going to do it, do it the right way, uh, and, and, and of course, train. You, you got to be able to put in the repetitions of the draw and and immediate action.
0: So there was a saying that you told me. When we first trained um, together, practice doesn't make perfect. Right. Perfect practice makes perfect.
1: Yes, I haven't said that in a while, too, man. I need to bring that one back. You need to. You need to. That's a It good stuck one. with me. Oh, yeah, it God. stuck with me. I I come up with these these synergy synergyisms <laughs> about once a month, and I'll stay on that one, and I'll just man, I've, I've put out so many synergyisms, that I've forgotten. But that's a good one. So uh, if, you, if you're, if you yeah, so the whole practice makes perfect thing doesn't make any sense. Because mm-hmm. if you're practicing the wrong thing, then you become imperfect. And how do you know if you're practicing the wrong thing when it comes to a gun, uh, a gun draw, uh, perfect trigger pull, side alignment, stance, posture, uh, what have you? Well, you do it by taking a class. Or you at least watch some videos from some accredited instructors, Uh not you know, Joe Blow gun counter person that still thinks you don't need a uh, a set of sights on your pistol because pistol encounters
0: are so close you're not going to aim anyway. That's horrible advice.
1: Oh man, that was. Or dope. that the best thing yeah. that you can
0: carry is a 22 long rifle oh, because because 22 long rifle has killed more people statistically than any any handgun.
1: Yeah, and I've yet to see the statistics, So if anybody could send that to me, that'd be great.
0: And and too, if listen, if if you if you're out there and and you are carrying a a 22. Long rifle, that's probably not the the best option. That's not the best option for you out there. But one one thing that that I'll just touch on, and uh, the best gun that you can have is the one that's on you. Mm-hmm. The 22 long rifle in your pocket beats the 45 on your nightstand. Right. However, if you can carry bigger than a 22 long rifle, yep. we would strongly, I would strongly recommend. You carry bigger than a twenty-two long rifle.
1: Yeah, and and quality really makes a difference too because I've picked up guns straight out of the box and it couldn't go through the first seven rounds mm. of the magazine without mm. some type of stoppage. Mm. Uh, and so while having a 9 millimeter is great, yes, if it's a uh, Jennings or a, uh, a Sky or... Uh, a low-end torus, it, and it can't even go through the first seven rounds without some type of malfunction. Mm. I mean, that's that's just as bad, really, as having an inadequate caliber. Uh, at, the, at that point, I probably
0: would rather have some type of large stick. <laughs> so tran- transitioning from that, um, <clears throat> best advice that you can give a new shooter, and I think one thing that, that you would probably say that you've touched on already and after – after I say this, I'll I'll open it back mm-hmm. back to you. Um, it sounds like some of the best advice that you can give a a new shooter or someone that's that is going to carry a gun mm-hmm. um, that they they need to carry a gun that they that they trust mm-hmm. that they're comfortable with. Now for them right. to trust it, that means they're going to have to put more than fifty rounds through yes. it, and then say, "Well, I hit the silhouette target right. at five yards um, <laughs> with uh with my insert favorite." Gun Whatever. here, right. um, yeah. and it made it through fifty rounds without a without a hiccup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Mac on Military Arms Channel that says he yep. doesn't even begin to carry a gun until after he's a until so. after a thousand rounds. Right. So um, exactly. So, what's some of the best advice that you can give new shooters or new carriers? Stop being
1: complacent. Hmm. Stop thinking that just because you have a gun, you're good to go. Uh, that's not the case. It really isn't. You get, you, if you're gonna take this serious, do it. Mm. I mean, you're, you're trying to protect the lives of your loved one, your kids, so on and so forth. Why would you go about that half-heartedly? Mm. If you're gonna jump in, do it. And it's so easy to do. There's 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 a plethora of guys like me out there and females. My mom's a well, she was the first well armed woman in, uh, instructor in the in the state, actually. So if you if you just want to, if and I understand it, I understand you know you have your favorite knife. So if you want to train with a female, there's great options there. Look, just get in the back pocket of some type of good gun culture person. There's plenty, uh, and, and a good way of doing that is coming to a competition or something like that. Just show up and we'll, we'll hook you up. We'll make it happen, but. Talk to us, man. I, I, there's, there's, I'll never give you any bad information. And if you ask me a question I don't know the answer to, I'm not going to fill you up with a bunch of nonsense or whatever just to make myself sound smart. I'm going to tell you I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out or I'm going to lead you in the direction of someone I know who knows. So get good information. Stop being complacent. Go out and do it. Do some dry fire. Take five minutes a day, every other day or so, to do some dry fire. Uh, understanding your equipment, understanding your your trigger press, sight sight alignment, proper draw, drawing in adverse conditions, sitting down, mm-hmm. laying down, on your side, whatever if, you know, if someone's tussling you on the ground, you know your your draw isn't always going to be standing mm-hmm. flat up on a, on a on a flat range on your own feet in perfect conditions. It, it could be anything. So, uh, being a dead horse, but stop
0: being complacent. Get serious about it. And and practice, like you said, from. In ways that you normally wouldn't think about, um, yeah, a while back, shortly after you and I trained together, um, I, I one thing that I did was I went and I shot with a uh, member of the church that I was serving at the time, and we um, we took turns um, loading each other's gun and then putting a um, spent casing in the magazine. Sure. So we didn't know um, where that spent. We mm-hmm. we knew there was going to be a malfunction sure. at some point. But we didn't know at what point it was going to come, so we right. got uh, you know practice clearing a malfunction, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and then we said, "Okay, now shoot from cover." All right, right. now shoot um, from from laying on your back and do a reload, yeah. and um, so it, it was yeah. it, it was very very beneficial.
1: Yep, add um, some vehicle stuff in there too, and then shooting to cover, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then grab you like a five gallon bucket or something with a handle or whatever to simulate carrying a baby in a uh, baby holder or your kid or whatever, you know, because you're going to have to learn how to... Pushing your kids behind you and covering them while simultaneously defending them. Exactly. You're going to have to learn how to shoot one-handed. You might have to learn how to shoot left-handed. Week-handed. yeah. Ex- We-handed, What if exactly. your arm goes down? Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. It, it's it's
1: Everything is possible. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. It,
0: it's, it's the... <laughs> when you have situations like that, and most of your... Um, situations where you're having to use a gun mm-hmm. to defend yourself mm-hmm. I, I forget the statistic but isn't it's like three to five yards is the average or is it three to three to ten or uh, most defensive encounters happen? I believe
1: in. it's the rule of three three yards three rounds three seconds is the most uh, average engagement shootout situation type deal um, they're of course, there's exceptions to everything. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the typical disc. Usually it's going to be short range. It's going to happen quick. And it's going to be, you know, l- typically less than 10 rounds. But at the same time, I don't want to say too much of that stuff because people will start thinking, oh, well, my five shot revolver is just fine. W- w- what if it isn't, though? Mm. What if that, you know, you don't get into one of those statistic mm-hmm. situations? What if you do need 15 rounds? Mm. I mean, I carry 20 at minimum. Yeah, two, uh, no, let see, 21. Yeah, 10, 10, and one of the chamber, which so is 21. Well, you know, I
0: mean, God forbid if you have someone who has spent their morning um, hopped up on crystal meth.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's only one way to stop that, and that's neurological separation. Mm. So, all
0: right, right, trans- transitioning from that, mm-hmm. say you've got somebody that has been um, carrying their gun, and they've trained, but they're ready to take it to the next level. Oh, they've yeah. watched a few Jerry Mitchellack videos. <laughs> they've watched a few um, Top Shot videos, yeah. even uh, Lena Michalak. Uh, Lena Jerry's like, daughter. Yeah. yeah, her arm's broken um, right now. And so. And, and so they're watching some of these and they're like, man, I would really like to get into the competitive shooting world sure, yeah. and give that a try. What What's some advice that you can give them? I mean, do they need to go out and, you know, go buy the John Wick 34 Glock <laughs> with a... With, with a Leopold Delta point, and then do they need oh, to go and, and and spend you know a thousand dollars on Terrain Tactical upgrades? And uh, do they need to go and and get the um, I, I don't know the uh, Bravo Company or Daniel Defense lightweight AR fifteen, <laughs> and then go get you know a Benelli M two M two that's you yep. know been tricked out and stuff. I mean, that, do sure. they need to go sink ten grand no. before? Getting into competitive shooting? Heck no. First off,
1: don't be going by and tearing nothing unless you're just okay with <laughs> the open fact the door that wide wide open yeah. with all the controversy I mean, going on around the world right now. Unless you're just okay with objectifying women to mm. you know, promote your business. Mm. I'm gonna pass on tearing tactical stuff. <laughs> I've never had any, I think I had his base pads for like two months and then Zev picked me up and I, I transitioned over and never looked back. But um, no. So well, reach out to me or someone in the shooting shooting community, and we'll talk. I need to know what you currently have because what you currently have might be good enough mm. for for us to jump right into it. And if you don't make if you don't have a holster set up for it, holler at me. Come by, I will whip one up for you right there on the spot and get you ready to go. If you don't have magazine holders, no problem. Again, I have spares for all that. Mm. Uh, you you just have to buy the cheapest ammo you can find, uh, brass case preferably. So you don't have to deal with uh any type of malfunctions issues, but uh no, you don't have to go buy a uh fifteen hundred dollar shadow C Z uh I'm sorry, C Z Shadow two with uh belt, double alpha, uh carriers and five extra magazines. Yes, you can if you just absolutely want to. If you're if you're bomb if money's like no option. Yeah, if you're you. bombed like that, then you know, hit me up. I'll send you some links on what what what's the good stuff. Also, if money is no object to you, First
0: Baptist Church Terry would gladly accept your ties or your charitable contributions. Right. <laughs> so, but no, just or the Lee Taylor, shooting fund would, Lee would Taylor glab- shooting fund would gladly accept. No doubt. That. So chances um, are they chances are most people they yeah. have the basics of what they mm. need firearms wise to get started. I mean, pull the mm-hmm. the Glock 19 or the Glock 17 that they've. Yeah, if you um, got either that of those, got. Look, and the hey, Smith and Wesson M and P, you know, yep. fifteen that they've.
1: Um, Heck yeah, I mean, if you got if you got a if you have a nine millimeter or forty or even forty five, uh, you just feel 40, like wasting all that money. Uh, forty uh, just uh, gives a bad taste <laughs> in my mouth. Those words just taste. Well, it's an easy way to make major or limited limited division, but that's mm-hmm. that's that might be a little above our our viewers, um, well, viewers. Is it viewers or listeners?
0: listeners? Listeners. Listeners for now. Oh, okay. Mama always, and it'll probably stay that way, Mama always said I had to face for radio. Face so. for radio.
1: That's it, man. That's it. But no, just reach out to me, man. It's so much, It. it, it I've already done the work, the, the research and all that, so you don't have to. Whatever question you have, shoot me a text, give me a call, whatever. I'm going to shoot you straight, no matter what. Uh, and, I, and I'll get you hooked up. Your first match is free anyway. Come join us at, at Magnolia and buy uh, the first Saturday or Sunday, alternating uh of the month, and which I'll always be there on on the Saturdays. I don't do the Sunday things because you know uh, I'm head of uh, director of safety and security at my church now, mm-hmm. so that's that's definitely a uh, very important near dear to my heart. Heart there now, so just show up. Uh, we'll make it happen. Your first, like I said, just bring the ammo. Your match entry fee is is zero dollars. Even when you do have to start paying, it's only twenty five dollars. I mean, where else mm-hmm. can you go? Pay twenty five dollars and shoot a great match, get great repetition in practice, uh, and practice, and see where you stand against
0: other people and just enjoy. enjoy. And sometimes we even have food. And, <laughs> again, going back to one thing that we said earlier, the gun community is so legit. Um, chances are you may even get a chance to run somebody else's equipment while you're, while you're oh, there. I'm going to go ahead and tell you now,
1: you are going to have that chance. You can ask anybody. Anybody at the range during a competition, hey man, can I try out that gun? And I guarantee you they're gonna say yes. Yes, here's here's the ammo, the magazines, what you want.
0: <laughs> I mean, try try doing that somewhere else. <laughs> Go to the drag strip and ask somebody, can I test drive your Ferrari? Can I test drive <laughs> your your Mustang? <laughs> You'll yeah. get laughed out of that place. Hey man, but I know you, you got eight hundred horsepower
1: with that, you know, that five oh two Ramjet with uh two big old 80 mil turbos on it. Mind if I try that out right quick? Uh, no.
0: <laughs> so transitioning from that, there's there's stuff that we like to carry on an everyday basis. Be it yes. a, um, you know, a, a gun, underwear, uh, yeah, <laughs> underwear. <laughs> I, I hope I hope our <laughs> listeners are wearing wearing underwear. Um, if not, no judgment. N- please go buy some underwear. <laughs> um, I, I'm judging. Um, (laughs) be it a gun, flashlight, um, pocket knife, Mm -hmm. um, it may be even you know medical gear stuff, stuff of that sort. Tyler kind of walks through what what are you, what's, what are you drawn to right now with as far as carry gear? What what are you? Yeah, your EDC, your everyday carry. For those that may not know know what EDC means, but what Um, what are what are you? carrying these days
1: now you said medical so I'm gonna, and that and in my opinion that's the that's the best part of it so i'm gonna say the best for last on that we'll start with the gun because everybody loves the guns is what we're here for right my super light carry if i'm dressed up for an event and i have to deep conceal because i have to have my shirt tucked in or whatever and all that jazz is a lcp2 380 mm-hmm. in and a in a pocket holster a good pocket holster mm-hmm. i don't right? just throw it in the pocket. not not
0: the nylon one that they give you not the, the nylon box. one
1: and then not nothing at all either and I don't put anything else in the pocket that it resides mm. in. That pocket is dedicated for the gun and the gun only. Good, good, good. Not even a pocket knife clipped on it. Anyway, next level up, my casual, my casual roll around is a Glock forty eight uh, in a gun. in a holster that also has a spare mag kind of attached to it, like like the like T Rex sidecar kind of something. I just whipped up them on. My own. Uh, and that gives me uh, ten in the eleven in the gun, and then a spare mag with ten. And now that Shield Arms has those fifteen round mags, that might push me to thirty one. I'm gonna try those out, and see if they're uh, reliable. My next step up for uh, you know protection, security work, things like that, for my outside the waistband stuff um, is a Glock 19 with an X300 uh, Surefire light on it. Uh, the new 1000 mm. lumen model. Because it's to going
0: on. to get dark.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's two things. There's, there's a couple things you can bet on in life. Uh, one, you're gonna die, unfortunately. Two, you're gonna pay taxes, and three, the sun's gonna go down. You got to be able to fight when the sun goes down too, and you don't need to be shooting at something you can't positively identify mm. that needs to be shot. Anything. Be sure of your target. Be sure yep. of what's beyond. And, be, and, and on top of all that, I also have a surefire light in my pocket. Mm. Uh, right now, I'm really digging the stiletto. Um, just as a task light, if I'm gonna go in and do something uh, more security-based, work-based, I'm going to pick up uh, my EDCL-2. It, it, uh, ah, man, Surefire has so many different numbers, letters, dashes, semicolons, all the jazz. Anyway, it's something with more of a spot beam, hard focus, more throw, lots of candela, with a tear lens. Again, I might be talking some Japanese to some of more folks, but anyway. Uh benchmade light. Bright light. Yeah, it's just a bright light that shoots very far. Uh streamlight, if you can't afford a Surefire, uh I totally understand. Uh get you a streamlight phoenix or uh oh goodness, what's that other one? Not Olight. <laughs> How about that? Um or the the pelicans that you get at the Academy, not those. Anywho, a good benchmade knife. I'm a big fan of benchmade's. I have the CLA Auto Two and an Infidel. Uh, different different tasks or whatever, and then uh, I'm never far away from my truck or some building that has advanced medical on hand. Uh, and when I say advanced medical, I don't mean a full-on paramedic kit and an ambulance. I'm saying uh, basic trauma stuff: gauze, quick clots, chest seals, tourniquets. You notice every one of these things has a has an s at the end, plural, because there can always be more than one casualty. Take the Las Vegas shooting, for example. Um, imagine how many lives could have been saved by people that carry basic uh, medical on them mm-hmm. and have have taken a stop the bleed class or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so uh,
0: things don't go well when you lose too much blood.
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah. I mean, there's only two ways of dying, and that's arterial bleed out or neurological separation. Um, I can I can I can help you with the arterial bleed out. I can't really help you with the. Neurological separation not, side not, of things. But. When the light goes out <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's about yep, it. Yep, that's it. So that's what I'm digging. That's what I'm carrying. And uh of course a good old set of boots. Um never uh this is probably one of my another good recommendation. Never open toe shoes.
0: Mm.
1: Um don't go out in public flip flops on what what's the oldest form of uh de- defense? Running? Running. <laughs> <laughs> running away. Really hard to run in flip flops, guys. So come on, mm. get you some get you
0: some good footwear. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Good stuff. I, uh, on a related note, I have been, r- talking about knives, I mm-hmm. have been um, recently uh, really drawn to um, Kaiser knives.
1: Yeah, for the price point, they're not bad. Well,
0: I, I picked up a, uh, and I've got it on me right now, um, it's a Blade H- HQ exclusive. Exclu- Ooh, exclusive. It is the uh, Peach Copper card. Handled oh, copper. Kaiser Mini Sheepdog. And dude... Check out the action on this. Um Kaiser this is, is no not bearings? Kaiser is not yes. Um Kaiser is not sponsoring me for luck. this, but I love that I profile. Loving that knife. Just a little small, lightweight. Kind of steel, S thirty five V N. Man, that's mm-hmm. good steel. Holds the edge real good. Came out of the box sharp enough to shave with. Oh yeah. So um,
1: I, I would offer to sharpen a knife for you one day, but you never keep them long enough to really enjoy. Yeah, I it. know uh, the trade bug bites me, <laughs> bites me uh,
0: pretty, pretty, pretty good every now and I then. I love the copper man, and it started to get a nice little patina on it too. So I'm, I'm kind of, kind of stoked about that.
1: I used to be, a, I used to be big on flippers, the, the flipper knives, the flipper tab on the back, and then I got into autos, and I have mm. not gotten away from
0: autos since mm. then. So are, are you still a, a benchmade auto guy or are yeah, you still bench made a guy autos. away from the Microtechs?
1: I man, you know, I've had some Microtechs, but goodness gracious, they are so finicky to pocket lint, it's unreal. Like every three days mm. it starts getting sluggish and won't deploy properly and I'm like, eh, four hundred dollar knife that don't always mm. deploy properly, I'm out on that.
0: I have been, um I picked up a couple of uh heretic um knives which were uh, if I if I remember right, they were started <laughs> by one of the Marfion brothers that um, left Microtech yep, uh-huh. and um, and I, they're they're all right. I cannot get away from a Microtech L U D T, and I know it's a, not a OTF, God. But I and have see, in- I just don't like those at all. Well, you're free to be wrong. <laughs> um, but anyway, all right. Now I do We're, like the Stitch. We the stitch. yes, yes, and I and I hear that I hear they're coming back. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so. It wouldn't be the Deep Fried Preacher podcast if we didn't transition to talking about about food. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, food, we mentioned fried chicken earlier. And I have just eaten so I'm, I'm Tyler, there was a post that you made <coughs> on Facebook that made my tongue slap my brains the other night. You made cornbread mm-hmm. with... My infamous cornbread. With bacon... A bacon crust. A bacon crusted corn. So talk to us uh, about that. So I'll start off with, with
1: saying this. My grandpa, look, I, I grew up with my grandpa. And we grew up at a deer camp, 50 people. And we were the cooks. And that, that's what we did. We hunted and we cooked and we enjoyed it. So I've been in a kitchen all my years. And then my mom's a big cook. We never went out to eat. We never had fast food. And believe it or not, the only time we actually deep fried anything was at the deer camp with my grandpa. Deep fried mm. deer meat. Oh. And we were in charge of it. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, so I love to cook. And um, I don't have to have recipes or nothing like that. So i just been playing with some things. And I, I made up some cornbread. I was like, man, you know what goes good on everything? Bacon. Bacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bacon and then cheese. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I got my 14-inch cast iron, because you can't cook cornbread in anything but cast iron, if you do, you wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, <laughs> I fried up most of my bacon in such a way that the entire bottom of the cast iron was filled with bacon and the grease. Don't take the grease out. Here's mm-hmm. the best part. That grease, mm-hmm. having that hot grease is, what's going, is the key to not having your uh, cornbread stick. Mm. So I whipped up my cornbread mix. Uh, I always add minced jalapenos, a little bit of jalapeno juice. Uh, shredded cheese, whatever cheese you want, really it don't it don't matter, it's all good. Um, and minced up onions, a little bit of minced up garlic. So I have my batter ready, and you got to let your batter sit in the fridge for about thirty minutes or so to let it get the consistency right. Blend all together real good, and uh, just before just before the bacon is completely done and still hot and sizzling, go ahead and pour that batter off in there. All mm. right. Make you know, and you ain't got to worry it's about like levelizing. It's going to have visual
0: happen. images of this going on right now. Yep.
1: Go ahead and pop that sucker in the oven at, at uh four hundred, and uh, about twenty five, thirty minutes later, she's done. You got you. Of course, you got to have a, a wooden toothpick to check it. You know, if you poke it and batter comes Kinda out, it's ba- not baking done. a cake, yeah. So. Exactly same thing. And then uh, when you pull that when you pull that bad boy out, you can. Uh, Turn it over and, and hit it against the counter and it'll, it'll flop right out. Not have not have a bit of any stickiness um, on there. So there's your cheese filled, jalapeno filled, man. minced onions, garlic, cornbread with a baking crust. And
0: I'm just thinking right now, like if you if you had a big pot of like red beans and rice. Red beans and rice, man. Lips, red beans you know, and some, rice. Some good. Yeah. Like a lot of you know sausage up in that. Do your and sausage. You would be. You know, oh yeah. It, you, dude. If you had some of that cornbread, like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, I, oh, I've yeah. been on a huge red beans and rice kick lately. Um, that's God, one of my favorite. Th- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, it has been one of my. That is one of my favorite yeah. things to cook. And my um, my grandpa, and, me.
1: I look. I remember me and my grandpa cooking red beans and rice for fifty people mm-hmm. when I was uh, a kid, and we'd have. Three humongous sized pots going to feed all these people, mm-hmm. and we didn't just put uh, link sausage in there. Deer, deer sausage. I'm telling you, we put chunks of onion, bell pepper. Mm-hmm. We had. We would take Jimmy Dean and fry it up, like bulk Jimmy oh, Dean, yeah. and there'd be bulk meat in there as well. Uh, God, it's just a couple so of good. ham
0: hocks,
1: and... yeah, I mean, and and then we would when we when we made. Of course, you can't make. Uh, Good old cornbread and cast iron skill for that many people. When you're, you're building, when you're cooking for that many people, you gotta upsize it. So we were cooking. Uh, I'd cook uh, four cornbreads, four nine by thirteen pans of cornbread, mm-hmm. and we pulled them out. Look, this is this is how efficient we got. We would take a whole stick of butter, and I'm not talking mm-hmm. about the stick of butter you buy at the buy at the grocery store. I'm talking about the stick of butter you get from Cisco at the restaurant supply mm-hmm. things two inches by two inches uh, by you know six inches long. We don't wrap that and I just take it and rub it on the cornbread and let the heat from the cornbread mm. melt it down and butter it down. Oh, oh my goodness! Man, I mean, we wow. have five gallons of red beans, rice, <laughs> and sausage, and, and all the cornbread your heart desired. So,
0: so one one thing that is so big in our church culture is uh, what and, and people call it different different names. You know, whether it's a fifth Sunday mm-hmm. uh, eating or dinner on the grounds or. Um, potluck, what have you. Yeah. What, and, I, and I'm sure you've you've been to some of those bef- before. Never. Never been. Tyler, there. we've got to change that. We, we've we got to change that. Well, I'm, you remember
1: back when you first met me, I was still on the fence about my belief. hmm You reached out to me, and uh, so the first four hours was I was training on the range. The second, the second half, we went and sat at my uncle's restaurant, Goldie's over in Vicksburg. Ate some good old barbecue, and you ministered to me, and uh it
0: wasn't long after that I was baptized. Actually, that's awesome, man. So you were you were one
1: of the tipping factors. Well, well
0: we, we've, I mean, you're and, and that's awesome, Tyler. Your your faith is is strong. You, your your sins have been forgiven, mm-hmm. but you need to be properly. You've been baptized in water. Yes. Now sir. it's time to baptize you in the potluck. In the potluck. Well,
1: like I said, I'm I'm new to this. I'm I'm still new to it. Um, I, you know, I talked to my pastor last night about it we were sitting down having a meeting. and I was like, "Hey, we're going to talk about a potluck tomorrow." And I don't think of it. He's like, "Just wait, it's coming." <laughs> okay. You just have it. You just missed the last couple ones, which is weird because I think I only missed like three days of church last year but um well, you the pit, only day's you, of food you, you, well, you need to stay away from the lottery then if you miss the Oh if man. you missed 3 days
0: of 3 sick. days of church and you missed potluck there <laughs> um you. I'll tell you what don't, every Palm Sunday mm-hmm. our our church has has dinner on the grounds and okay. oh my goodness um and I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it if if you're going to a church and your dinner on the grounds has more vegetables than they do um carbohydrates you're at the wrong <laughs> You're at the wrong church. Um, There's not as many macaroni and cheese and
1: mashed potatoes and gravy as there is uh, green beans and hash brown
0: casseroles and so man, man, there's there's some things that and there's just some things that are at dinner on the grounds that if I don't get anything else, I'm going to make sure Mm -hmm. that and that. Number one, that I get the macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese got to have um, it, and it's not, and it's you know made from scratch. Macaroni yeah, this, and this cheese. ain't no craft out the box. Mm-mm. <laughs> and I'm not a discriminator on mac and cheese. I'll, I'll I'll eat it out of the box. I'll eat it, you know, homemade. But mm-hmm. um, there's a, a several ladies in our church that make made from scratch macaroni and cheese. And my do they do goodness, little, do
1: they do a little bit of crust thing mm-hmm. on top? Mm-hmm. Oh man,
0: that's so good. And then um, the deviled eggs. Oh, uh, oh, oh, man! Oh. I gotta bring you a deviled egg one day. Oh, uh, do you oh, put bacon man. in?
1: No. Uh, ooh, I might try that one day. You just hit me with look. So normally I do my deviled eggs, and I, uh, I all, uh, <clears throat> some of them I have cayenne pepper, some of them have paprika, and some of them have a sliced jalapeno on top. Ooh. Just a just a little slice, yeah. like you draw Fancy, slice huh? jalapenos. I put a little little garnishment of, of mm-hmm. jalapeno on top. Um, but there's always a little bit of jalapeno juice in the in the mix for the, oh, for man. the day. give it a little bit of oh, kick. Oh man. Gotta have a little kick. Shake
0: things up. I like it. I like it. Um <coughs> we talked about deep fried uh deep fried foods and it wouldn't be the deep I mean, we're the deep fried preacher podcast, so right. um you're gonna deep fry something. What what is your, your favorite deep fried food? Well, as I told you, you said one, you were yeah. gonna throw throw me on. Yeah, I'm gonna beer. I'm gonna throw you a, a big old curveball on this one.
1: I, I told him at the beginning of the show, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that one." We kind of you know pre-gamed it, and I was like, "I'm gonna save that answer for you. I want to see your reaction." But you know, I'm really not a big fan of fried food. I
0: believe I I think we've talked about this before. Yep.
1: So uh, basically, just kind of goes back to the the healthy eating thing that my mom grew me up on. Um, but I tell you this, my my just favorite fried thing is crab ragoon. Really? Yep. Which for the guys that don't, for y'all that don't know, listening, to what crab green is? Think of a cheese wonton at the Japanese restaurant that has crab meat uh, in it,
0: and then you deep fry it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Though those are deep fried. Yeah. So it's a cheese wonton that has crab meat inside of it, inside of the wow. cream cheese mix. Wow. A little bit of sweet and sour dip. Best I ever had was at a mom and pop place in Starkville called Mama Jeans, and you had to know exactly where it was because mm. it looked like a house. It kind of was mm. a house technically, lived on top of it, but like a bed and breakfast type deal. Wow, man, she would make them so fresh and amazing as, you know, it 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 rallies my grandpa's fried
0: deer meat for number one spot. Mm. Mm. You know, and I think the when I sat down with um, Tom Edwards and, and Mark Jackson. Um, at the last recording that that we did back in goodness 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 it was we recorded in september and i think i'm posted uh a few weeks later we had a lot go on uh go on since then with thanksgiving and christmas and then a, a baby in the mix so um but mark uh mark jackson he, he said his favorite was Fried backstrap, um, fried fried backstrap. Yep. Um. And we talked about fried like white perch. Mm. And, oh man. Oh man, my gra- but,
1: look. I don't even do fried fish that much unless it's from my grandpa. Mm. I see a pattern here? But, <laughs> but
0: mm. if something's gonna mm. be fried, it has to be by my you, grandpa. You grandpa raised you <laughs> right, son. You raised <laughs> you right. Well, Tyler, I want to thank you so much for for coming and being a part of this. Look, um, I cannot recommend uh Tyler and and Synergy Shooting Solutions. Enough. Um, whether you are an experienced shooter um, and, and you're just looking to uh, up your game and stay sharp on your skills, whether you're someone that's never picked a gun up mm-hmm. before and you're right. just wanting to get started, um, I, I would highly recommend that you reach out to uh, Tyler and Synergy Shooting Solutions and and take one of their classes. Tyler, if if people are wanting to get in touch with you mm-hmm. and Synergy shooting solutions. How do they do that?
1: Well, we're, we're, we're big on the Facebook and Instagram thing, and our website is coming out very soon. So if you just search shooting Synergy, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, shooting solutions on Facebook or Synergy underscore shooting on Instagram, you're going to reach out to us. And if you message us, there's actually three of us. Uh, I'm the, you know, the owner and lead instructor, and then we also have Jason and Wes. They do the enhanced carry classes, one-on-one classes, things like that, uh, admin side of things. And then Wes also does our medical. But anyway, all three of us monitor all of that. So um, anytime you want to reach out to us, send us a message, you're going to get a response real quick from all three of us. And and, and the response is going to be you know, top-notch from any three of us. It's not like you're going to get different information for each one. We're all on the same page. We're all tracking the same way. So send us a message on facebook instagram uh you can you can you can call me my number is on both of those uh and then look for the website website will be up soon synergyshootingsolutions.com you'll be able to sign up for classes create your profile and track all the classes you've been on you'll be able to look at all the guns and gear and stuff that I condone and 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 recommend and things I might even not uh, I try not to not recommend things though I, you know, I don't want to promote things by bashing others type thing but there's some things that just needs to be said, like uh the rat's tourniquet thing, while it may be better than uh the shoelace mm-hmm. it still doesn't meet the standards that they lied and said that they do, <laughs> but I digress we're we're you know we're kind of getting off track there, but Facebook Instagram's the easiest way honestly, um and then my cell
0: phone number is on there as well. Well, good deal well, Tyler, thank you so much for coming and being a part of this y'all um until next time, uh y'all stay safe and God bless.